Tuesday, November 9, the 313th day of 2021. There are 52 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the app on Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. How will Kentucky benefit from the infrastructure bill that was passed? We'll tell you about that. We'll also identify the, we'll rank the most hated Thanksgiving foods. We'll rank them from most hated to least hated. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris, and even Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, throat's a little better than Just yesterday. Say, I was, that was going to be my question to it's you. It's a little better, but I still got my my yeah. lemon water and honey. Oh, using oh, I was going to say lemon water, some type of lemon and mm. some type of honey. Yes, that's what I and have been drinking pretty much nonstop of the last yeah forty eight hours. And if that doesn't work, might I recommend? Jack Daniels. That might, be, <laughs> might have to turn to that. Can't say whether I've done that or not. <laughs> Over there in chair number three, we say good morning. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. The Social Security Administration knows him as Dennis C. Cook. We lovingly know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. Hey, what's happening? Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. I'm always surprised when the door is unlocked when it's time for me to come in. Well, we are. We haven't installed that retinal scanner yet where you have yeah. to show your eyeball or your yeah. uh, even your palm print. Like to the give Incredibles. You, That's what I'm thinking of. That's some cataracts so, in there, uh, so it may help. Don't mention Dennis and the Incredibles in the same eye. <laughs> That's a mental. I don't. It's kind of a, I don't. one and <laughs> the same. He looks exactly like Elastigirl, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I was thinking Frozone. Dennis, do you have a, would you, is there a confession that you'd like to make? Anything big happened in the last week since you were here that you'd like to go ahead and just disclose? Um well, um, beyond all powers that I have, uh, Sarah decided to put the Christmas tree up. She did. Uh, uh-huh. she, uh, oh my goodness, look how beautiful that is. Uh-huh. I do have one question. It, are you trying to tell Alex something about his stocking? That's what I told Sarah. Uh, I said, this is sending a signal. Right, so um, for those of you that are just on radio, there are five stockings hung across the mantle, uh-huh. uh, but yet young Mr. Alex's name is missing. He's either the unknown child because his I name didn't know is, if they were trying to tell Alex something. Or if you were it's twisted. To, it's twisted. Uh, okay. Is that it's what twisted, it is? Yes. So it's just turned around. Yeah, she had just kind of placed them, and I took a picture kind of early. You could tell the lights didn't even get finished for the very top of the tree yet. Say, They're done either, now. You either have a section of lights out or... Yeah. Uh, you weren't complete so yet. So. Alex is the tallest one. He didn't string the the lights at the top, and you repaid him. <laughs> yes, by not putting uh, that was his punishment. <laughs> okay, of course I, that's Mark Lowry. Uh, I was going to vocal say, band on the TV, playing Gaither vocal band. Yeah, on your television. Um, how many nutcrackers does your family? Own? Uh, that's her thing. Uh, yeah. Sarah's mom, Sarah's late mother, uh, had had some nutcrackers, and I think that the love of that Sarah inherited those, and and then kind of has continued to build them. So each year she gets the kids one each. Okay. And it continues to grow. The kids care nothing about them. I see. Uh, but it's they have kind of taken over. And really when the lights are out and you're trying to watch TV laying on the couch and they're all staring at you, <laughs> it's quite terrifying. I see. I can mm-hmm. see where they – okay, so I want to just I, – I just want to, to, to document a couple of things. Okay. One, extreme amount of gratitude – for not doing this in September. You're welcome. Like you did last year. Thank you. Uh, flag on the play because you're not waiting until after Thanksgiving. So still mm-hmm. a foul in my book. I'll accept the penalty. Agreed. Um, I mean, it should be loss of down 15 Sam, yards. Sam, this is my segment. It, it should be quiet. December 1st. Agreed. December 1st. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, <clears throat> but now I will also have to say if I'm going to call a foul on the Cooks, I'm also going to have to call a foul on the First Lady of Grayson County 
Missy Henderson. Uh, <laughs> she is too. also rushing the season. Mm-hmm. And there are others. And oh, yes. so, but those are just a couple that I'm going to name specifically. You know who you are. The Cook family, the Henderson family, jumping out way too ahead on dec- decorating. Can I Christmas. just say, though, that we, we paced ourselves, right? <laughs> and outside is still fall. Outside of the home is still fall decorations. Okay. Well, okay, so we're we're living the best of both worlds. We love it. You don't take our joy. But isn't there something in scripture about what's going on on in the inside? You know, absolutely it's really more of an so indicator. May we be focused <laughs> on the on the Lord Christ. Jesus Christ more often. <laughs> Not nutcrackers. <laughs> That's what I keep telling Sarah. All right, I'm just asking. By the way, I looked this up. The most popular time to decorate for the holidays is the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's permissible. That's when. So I put away the Halloween decor over the weekend, but left all of the fall decor. And okay. the Thanksgiving decor will come out later this week just because I have to go to storage and get it. Yeah. And then it'll come down the day after Thanksgiving, and the Christmas de- decorations will go up. That's and that's the proper order for the seasons, no matter what the Hendersons and the Cooks do. No, that's just that we don't flow with the same school of fish, okay? We're uh-huh. going to make our own road. You're going upstream. Yes, sir. I see. 24% of American households reportedly choose this time to ring in the holiday season after Thanksgiving, but before December is a close second at 23%. And while the day after Thanksgiving is the most popular time for holiday decorating, the majority of Americans said they're most comfortable seeing festive decorations throughout the month of November. Not me. <clears throat> No, I was walking through a store over the weekend, and they were playing Let It Snow. I said, yes. no, no, we do not want that. Text me where that we was. We do not want that. I would say Dennis must be in charge of the playlist. I can't ah, mention said show. Not as much without dropping money in the bucket over uh-huh. there, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Not as much blue sky today, but it will remain mild. We're going to get one more warm day. Uh, tomorrow will feature a partly sunny sky and temperatures just above 70. So today nice, wow. tomorrow nice, then Veterans Day <laughs> weather-wise. Doesn't look great, although the temperature looks uh, not too bad. A strong cold front moves in Thursday morning. We'll exit by the evening. This will put the bulk of the rain during the daytime period on Thursday. Some strong wind gusts will take place near and just after the frontal passage. Wind gusts may be about 35 miles per hour. Wow. And then Sunday night, regionally, don't know that it'll happen here between the lakes, but could be a snowflake or nope. two regionally oh, no, on Sunday yes. night as the temperature yes. gets back down to 33. Yes. When you get wet conditions and you get the temperature I, dropping from 48 to 33, you I might blame see that little, store for playing that song. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, the Grayson County Health Department reported yesterday there are 53 new cases of COVID-19 diagnosed since the last update on November 1st. That brings our total to 4,930. There are three new verified deaths, sadly, to report. Uh, that brings us to 93. There are 51 active cases in the county. That's down 18 in uh, since November 1st. But for the first time since early July, there are no Grayson County residents hospitalized currently due to COVID-19. According to uh, the oh, information wow. at K105.com, the incidence rate still, though, teetering at 25.4. If we can just, I'd really like to get into the orange because mm-hmm. orange is more of a Thanksgiving color. Sure. Right now we're in the red. That's it's a Christmas very thematic. color. So let's seasonally get back down in the orange where but we need to be. If we get in the orange, let's not go back to red when it comes Christmas time. I agree. I agree. Be, uh, I'm with that as well. And the uh, governor reported 642 new cases yesterday, 26 deaths. Apparently there was an adjusted total. You know, I said yesterday we were about 61 or so from 10,000, but there was a Sunday number that had to get factored in there. And because the state uh, death toll is now over 10,000 at 10,019, positivity rate at 5.44, 687 hospitalized, 196 in ICU, and 121 on ventilators. Uh, Police in Kentucky and Tennessee are searching for an Ohio County man who has illegally taken his niece and son. Jacob Clare has a warrant for his arrest out of Gallatin, Tennessee, for custodial interference after he failed to return his son, a three-year-old Noah Clare, on Sunday. Jacob also has a uh, his niece, 16-year-old Amber Claire of Beaverdam. Police said Amber was last seen at her residence Friday night about 9.30. Sometime later that night or during the early morning hours, Jacob Claire left with Amber. So you can uh, read and see photographs of who you may be looking for. It's believed they are in or at least were in a gray Subaru outback. So if you have information, please let law enforcement uh, know. Controversial... We talked maybe Monday briefly, or maybe it was on Friday, 
we we wondered how transparent the Hazard High School and the Perry County School System mm-hmm. needed to be about the punishment that grew out of their man pageant and their costume day or whatever they had back on October 26th. They, uh, the principal and two staffers were given written reprimands for hmm. their so that's complicity. pretty much just says shame on you. Yeah, we have to do something. So this is either the administration or and, this is the school and system it, or... And I mean, in a lot of ways, it's not like you can say we're going to fine you. Like, yeah. yeah. We do- could suspend dock, you for a week. your pay or... Yeah. Uh, or something. I think that, that that's probably what they should have done is they should have said you have an un, one week unpaid suspension. But then again, you get into the teachers union and all of that, and they'll probably fight that. So I, yeah, I think unpaid leave for some short period mm-hmm. of time, because if you if you turn the coin over for me, what would the students have received for something exactly. that's similar, similarly egregious? At least detention. Yeah, they would at least go to detention or, all, you know, in my day, it was called alternative school or you know whatever whatever uh, scared straight programs that schools yeah, have school now, suspension. Yeah, yeah, ISS or whatever it might be. It needs to be similar in that regard. It can't be we're going to put a note in your file, wink, wink, that says don't do this again. Especially when the guy's the mayor. The mayor. It's not like anybody's yeah. going to look at his file. And there's a if long he wants a job. There's a long history there. Uh, I was yeah. I'm glad of, you brought that up of offenses. That, that really should say it by this point, okay, more than just a written reprimand. I thought differently. I felt completely different when I went back through the history of some sequence of events over the last, I will say, 12, 14 years, all the way back some t- in some cases to 07 and 08 of mm-hmm. some weird things. Now, hey, our schools have had – all schools have had problems. Yes. We're, we're not – you know, our school system not beyond of having its own problems over the last few years, but – you can just see there's a sequence of events that led us to October the 26th of 2021 where you could almost see where there is a culture of the adults, the people who are supposedly in charge and providing supervision sort of going, ah, it's not that big a deal. You know, that old boys will be boys yeah. type of thing. Want to be cool. Want to be light. Yeah, it's just um, – and also – It's weird. The principal's name is – and who's also the mayor's – Happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his nickname is Happy. Well, he, he looked happy. He, he looked picture. happy in that picture. Yeah, he certainly uh, certainly did. I just think it's not enough written reprimand. I I don't <clears throat> listen. The internet took care of the written reprimand. It's true, his it, face has been everywhere. What, I mean, yeah. So, and I I don't know. I think more it's just a, you know, shame on you right now is what they've done. I guess. Just yeah. wag their finger at him and said, don't you do that again. Right. Wink, wink. Yeah. Kentucky's governor and uh, senior Republican senator sounded upbeat yesterday about the prospects for a new uh, bridge to unclog a notoriously congested oh, route please, please, please. between uh, <laughs> Kentucky and Ohio. The cross-party optimism stemmed from congressional passage of President Biden's $1 trillion infrastructure package last week. So on Monday, you know, I mentioned that the that the the House had passed, but we were waiting on the Senate, and I failed to remember that was done in two steps. There was an immediate infrastructure bill that was bipartisan, and then they were holding that bill hostage until the AOCs and the Pelosi's and the Schumers of the world got all the stuff they wanted in there. But Manchin was saying, "No, we're not. You know, we're not. We're not doing that." And so they're still trying to smooth out the social infrastructure bill, but they but they both both bodies did approve the primary infrastructure bill, but it looks like Kentucky is going to get about $4.7 billion out of that for to repair uh, roads and bridges. And then also under the measure, Kentucky will get 647 for water infrastructure, for 647 million, not $647, uh-huh. Either way. $647 in water infrastructure. Yeah, it put some. It put a nice little PVC between. Maybe here, they'll just here, buy some water bottles between, for here, between here and the road. No, we couldn't get across the sidewalk for six hundred forty-seven dollars. One hundred million dollars to expand broadband coverage. Yeah, until you've got gigabit speed everywhere, don't stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just go. Yes. Just go everywhere you can go. Yes. With fiber, allowing those speeds and to put everybody on a competitive playing field. And I realize something will come along later. Which will be faster than gigabit speed, but I don't think the fiber, I don't think is capped and going, well, it can only do gigabit. You know, it's a roadway that enables 
you to upgrade as uh-huh. you know speeds increase through innovation. Three hundred ninety-one million dollars for public transportation, two hundred four for airport improvement, and sixty-nine million dollars to expand the state's electric vehicle charging network. I uh, I kind of raised my eyebrow at that one. Like, do we need to spend six hundred forty million dollars on that? And then I said, well, if you don't make it easy for people. If you if you put barriers in the way, people aren't going to embrace the technology, mm-hmm. especially so, when they're going to be built right up the that, road. That's right. right. When you are going to become a state that's going to be more lithium ion battery friendly, then you need. I don't know if at first our cars are going to be a hybrid like we have some now, the flex or the they're going to be some combustion and some uh, battery powered, or if we're just going to switch. But in the way we have gas pumps everywhere now, if we are going to rely upon renewable energy in the form of, of battery power, we're going to have to have more charging stations that aren't just at your home. Yeah. So $64 million maybe doesn't do it might not get you a long way for what you need to do that, I suppose. That Brent Spence Bridge, though, that's that's huge for that for Northern Kentucky. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't get up there nearly as often as you do, but it's uh, it's been a problem for a long time. Continues to Built be a, 1963. To be a problem. Yeah, uh, push to turn financial support for full day kindergarten into a permanent commitment in Kentucky picked up momentum yesterday when a state school funding task force endorsed the proposal. It was among the funding recommendations the task force presented for Kentucky lawmakers to consider during the 2022 session when they will craft the state's next budget. The task force also urged lawmakers to develop full plans, uh, develop plans for full state funding for school districts, transportation costs, and to fully fund a school safety measure enacted two years ago. You know, after we had that tragedy down in western Kentucky, there were some mandates on what needed to happen in our schools for school safety. But there was it was an unfunded mandate. You know, mm-hmm. It was said you figure it out as the schools, and now they're urging, saying you, you know you need to put some funding with this and send it downstream to school districts to do this. I I've said this again. Anytime you know the idea of full day kindergarten comes along, is I just assumed there was full day kindergarten. And it's I because didn't... there was, but only half of it is maybe was being paid by the state. I didn't go to full day kindergarten. You didn't go. I went to morning yeah. kindergarten. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh-huh. you figure that you explains got, a lot, got, probably about me. You got half the education well, didn't you, not, you needed. Didn't I, kindergarten come the year after you? Didn't go at all. I'm so old. Kindergarten wasn't invented. What in Caneyville? Actually, the when I needed to go, he to, was in a one room schoolhouse. When I needed to go to kindergarten, Laura Ingalls sat right behind me. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> the class of 1990 and the class of 89 started school on the same day in Grayson County. But the class of 90 went to kindergarten, at least to Caneyville, and the class of 89 went to first grade. And so, wow. Yeah, you, I tested it And out. you were the 89, oh, right? I, you tested yeah, I was out. the 89er. Yeah. yeah. I was, yeah, I tested it out. Campbellsville University has selected their next uh, president, and he will take um, the reins in February. Dr. Joe Hopkins, who is the dean of the School of Arts at Samford University, has been elected 12th president in the 115 years of Campbellsville University. He takes that position effective February 1, 2022. Campbellsville University's employees, staff, and students are scheduled to meet the president-elect today in a special meeting at uh, Ransdell Chapel. I uh, I like that there's now a second president, college president, that wears bow ties. Going the bow tie route. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw the other bow tie guy the other day again. Dr. And, Caboni? Uh, yeah. Um, nice guy. He was driving a Zamboni. Dr. Caboni driving. No, he wasn't really. But eating bologna? He was eating bologna, driving a Zamboni. As, as he, he always said, says so when you see him, Caboni. he says, no, I'm Tim. Yeah, that's that's all right. And so, but yeah, you know, I, I like it. And Looks I, like he could be Fred Rogers' son. It was interesting when I was reading this, when you when it said February the 1st, I was like, man, that seems like a long way away. And then I looked and it was like, no, it's really not. Yeah, it's not too not too far away. But can I just say, you know, Campbellsville University's uh, band was uh, here in Grayson County in the month of October. Uh, to perform exhibition at the Twin Lakes Marching Band Classic. Uh, but the, uh, that was a kind of reminder. What a great job Campbellsville University has done, in particular over the last decade, becoming much more uh, relevant, uh, especially in this part of the state, and giving young people an opportunity to pursue uh, a secular education, but with the underpinnings 
of of faith in that university. And I know a lot of local people, you know, have have opted to do that. And I, I'm just I'm I'm thrilled for them, Dennis. Uh, you like CU, I guess. I do. Uh, got my master's in 2007 from there in church music and. And there are a lot of great people there who care about the students, care about community, and want to get involved in the local community just to bring awareness of, hey, we're here. Look at what we have to offer so close to home. Yeah. it's um, Cougars I, have sent a lot of athletes recently yeah, absolutely. there, too. Absolutely. And uh, I know the band program is, you know, feeding – uh, feeding that uh, program as well, so it. Uh, I just really admire. You know, a long time ago, a uh, long time ago, you know, Campbellsville was just this little tiny school, mm-hmm. and you didn't hear too much about it. You knew it was a thing, but you know, they've their their media messaging, their presence across this, especially the the heartland of the state of Kentucky, has been remarkable. So. Good for them. A Monticello man has been jailed on numerous charges after he was caught following a chase that involved a stolen police car from Wayne County over the weekend. State police at Richmond said they were contacted Saturday in an attempt to locate a stolen Monticello police cruiser. At about 4 p.m., they observed the police car northbound on I-75 near the 86-mile marker uh, south of the Richmond bypass interchange. They attempted to stop the stolen vehicle, but the driver accelerated in his attempt to get away. Sure, he had lights and siren, right? right. He just, everybody was getting out of his way. He was free to free to move. The pursuit the smartest con- thing to steal. continued into Fayette County, and the driver got off on I-75. At uh, He got off I-75 at Athens-Boonsboro Road. He attempted to do a U-turn when a state police cruiser came through and used his cruiser to stop the other cruiser. He uh, Cruiser fled. on cruiser crime. Cruiser on cruiser crime. He fled the scene. And but uh, then Lexington police found him, and it was his name is twenty-two-year-old uh, Chase Jackson of Monticello. So Sam, let me just clarify out. something you just said. Hmm. You know, I hope Norman's watching as well. Are you saying that it's smart to steal I, a police cruiser? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think he said it was the best. It's the, the smartest, smartest, thing, smartest you steal. thing you can it's steal. Interesting. If you're going to steal something. <laughs> Mental Sheriff just got a brand new one, too, right? <laughs> <I'm kidding>. uh, <laughs> oh, Sam. UK, I've already talked to the sheriff this morning. We're good. <laughs> the uh, U.K. men's basketball team got a lot of love on CBS Mornings today. They did uh, – Dana Jacobson did a feature on how uh, Kentucky men's basketball is embracing NIL and preparing their uh, student-athletes for financial future, et cetera. So mm-hmm. get it's good recognition well, for the state. They, they had a billboard at – Times Square, and yeah, did you yeah. see right behind there was Clifford the Big Red Dog? <laughs> I did see a trailer for Clifford the Big Red Dog yesterday, and I thought of, I thought of you, Sam. Like, oh, there's Sam's blockbuster that he's waiting on. So, um, do the do the Cats and Blue Devils? Uh, the, they square off tonight at MSG. Tip off is at eight thirty Central Time. No way. Uh, <laughs> no, mean, no, it'll be later. It'll be nine o'clock before it's Easily. on, without a doubt. So, uh, who wins, Sam? Duke. You say Duke wins, Dennis by, by five. I say Duke wins as well. They asked Cal yesterday on how he was approaching this last meeting, this last matchup Mm -hmm. with Coach K, and he said, it won't be our last matchup. So don't you imagine, like, they will will be determined to to make sure that Kentucky and Duke end up on a collision course with one another in some way. They could put them in opposite sides and hope it was in the national championship game. They won't let the Coach K storyline and the uh, you know the history with UK go by the wayside. Oh, so, yeah, this will not be the last meeting between these two tonight. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. I had the time of my life. No, I never felt this way before. Never felt yes, this I swear. Today is. It's a true. Go to an art museum day. I would probably go to MoMA. I would probably, I definitely would go to the Louvre. And I would go to the Vatican. But outside those benchmark art museum standards, I don't know that I just want to go. Cincinnati is a really good art museum. To any rando art museum. Like, it's just drawings by Pete Rose or some real artists. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no. uh, When I was in high school, they had Jackson Pollock. Isn't really? That, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Andy Warhol. Okay. It was well, Andy Warhol. Yeah. All right. I just, I. It's not appealing to me enough that I go. Well, I'm going to do this one and then work my way up. Mm-hmm. It's just. But if you're in, if you're in Paris, you got to go to the Louvre. If you're in Rome, you got to go to the Vatican. You know, and because the art museum. Yeah. I'm not going. No, you're not. No. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
Just, just like you, that? You're not going to the Museum of Modern Art in New York City? No. Nah. Mm, interesting. Isn't there one in Chicago, too? It's national. There is yeah. a, yeah. Um, the, of course, the Field Museum has a combination of uh, things, I think. I've been to the Field Museum once. The, it's National Scrapple Day, not Scrabble. Oh, yeah. Scrapple. Scrapple, well, um, Scrapple is... Um, it's like Geta. It's both composition and taste to British white pudding. Its name comes from the fact that it is composed of scraps of pork combined with cornmeal and spices. What? I've never like heard of this. Pennsylvania, West Virginia thing. Okay. The mixture is formed into a mostly solid loaf, and then it's sliced and pan-fried before serving. My goodness. Huh. Sounds intriguing. Yeah. I would try it uh, once. I'd like to see it. I know that my mom grew up eating some of that, and uh, yeah. she came to this area, you know, northern Kentucky, and tried getta, which is very similar, and she says getta is better. It sounds inexpensive, though. Yes. If it's that's... scraps, and then you've got meal, which mm-hmm. is inexpensive. So I guess if you hear if you heard someone say that I was raised on scrapple, it probably means that you came from a, like a meager upbringing and didn't maybe, yeah, with that. I don't want to say she something. was raised on it, but no, I, I didn't. didn't. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was not, I was not implying that... Uh, Young Miss Adele was that way. But I, the rare occasion I've heard Scrapple used, I think it was used to suggest something more poverty-related mm-hmm. than... There were very few people, there were very few highbrow people that said, Bring me the Scrapple! Fair enough. Fair. Have you had Geta? No, I've not. Oh. No, I've, I've not. I, I just... If I oh, go to okay. northern Kentucky, I'm having... Skyline. Uh, La Rosa, Big Ted's platter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm having Montgomery Inn. I'm Montgomery oh, yeah, Inn. Do they have Scrapple at Montgomery Inn? Uh, probably not. Probably would be good with barbecue yeah. sauce on it. Uh, it is also the day when we test storm sirens. Oh, awesome. The Grayson County Dispatch says that at 10 a.m. today, Great. the monthly tornado drill will be conducted. So it'll get loud here uh, if you're with us live in about 24 minutes. It will get. We'll be able to hear because we have a siren just uh, within a stone's throw from us. As students, I think you get excited about this, right? You get a stoppage in class. You get to go out in the hallway. Get to go in the hallway. Put your head between your knees. Yeah, see people and yeah, fellowship. Dennis, I need an update on joyful. I saw somebody the other day that was using a word like something similar to that, and I thought, does does Dennis know that somebody? (laughs) Trust me, I saw it. You did? Uh, trust me, I saw it. Didn't like it. Yeah. Um, but uh, Joyful, the project uh, for missions that I'm releasing, actually gets delivered tomorrow. Oh, you have tracking numbers? Yet? I have t- t- two tracking numbers for both packages. <laughs> they are coming tomorrow. Interesting that he is the day after he's on air with us. <laughs> and I was so hoping it would be on today, but... I'm very excited. So as soon as this comes out, it'll be available at the church office, and I actually have a couple of uh, interviews lined up to help share about the uh, the project and kind of help get the word out in various places. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, and not not here, not uh, locally, but in, in other places. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, All right, cool. CBS This Morning. And, <laughs> and I'm very grateful to, to share here as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so very excited. And, uh, and actually um, – I'm happy to say and proud of the people who have supported it that the past two CDs have raised nearly $7,000 for missions. And with this one, my goal is to get over that $10,000 total mark. All right, so we can do that easy. So Yeah, we can do that. Uh, I'm really excited about that opportunity and sharing towards Lottie Moon Christmas offering. Well, good. We'll feature it. Um, we'll, we'll feature it uh, next week, hopefully. Thank we you so by. much. We'll play it a little bit and then – I also noticed uh, you reached a giver of days. Got a, you reached like an anniversary of giver of days this week. That's right. Uh, one year ago this week, it was officially registered with the U.S. Library of Congress as a copyright song. So that was an extensive process, and um, it involved some some cashola. And that's the only one that's officially registered with the U.S. Library of Congress. I have not. I've been to the Library of Congress, but not in the last year. Next time I go, I'll wave at it. Please do. Well, since it's, since it's there. That's where you, is that where you got Misty? It's where I got Misty's birthday present uh-huh. when I got her the, the, the Gutenberg Bible for her birthday that year. I mean, I had to leave it in Washington, uh, sure. but it's now hers. It's well, technically she has a picture hers. of you in it. Yes, that's right. She has a picture of me with the Gutenberg <laughs> Bible wonderful. that I gave to her. What a and gift. so she got the Gutenberg Bible. The condition was that it had to stay there in the case. Makes sense. I mean, it was 
so other people can. Did you try and pull a national treasure too while you were there and go searching for the the book and all that? Uh, that's oh, not. Yeah, you don't well, talk about, talk about that. Things. Things. I'll just come on, yeah, Sam. Uh, and uh, Dennis, movies. I would presume at First Baptist Church, you all are ramping up to. You're probably going through the season of thanks. Got uh, any special sermon series going on that Doug's been working on? Actually, we have a couple things coming up this month that are exciting. This Sunday, uh, you know, a lot of churches have like monthly business meetings or bi-monthly or quarterly. We have one big annual meeting uh, each year, and that's coming up this Sunday night. And and what we what we do as a church, it's a wonderful event where uh, we gather together and have a harvest, what we call a harvest banquet. And we eat together, fellowship together, and then enter into a brief time of business. And Doug shares what God has laid on his heart as he looks back at what God has done in our church over the past year since our last meeting. And it's always a great time. And then and then he has a Thanksgiving sermon coming up the Sunday before Thanksgiving. That's that's going to be really good. And, um, and then we begin our Christmas series right after that. Will there be turkey? On Sunday at your dinner on the ground that you're having. Yes. Okay. Good. I mean, because you can't really have, you can't having a Thanksgiving. Whose ad- job is it to make the turkey adjacent uh, uh, event without having you. turkey? Yeah, that's very true. So this is for our yeah our church folks who uh, uh, we're very thankful for as a church staff and how they come together and volunteer and serve and do all that they do. It's kind of a big celebration for us. So out of the 46 million turkeys that are going to be served at Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. what about 1 million of them might be served on Sunday? Ooh, Something give or take? How great would that be, but that's not the case. <laughs> the number results in Americans spending over $604 million on this traditional dinnertime main dish. The average cost of a 16-pound whole frozen turkey is now $18.35. For how many pounds? 16. That's really not that bad. So it's above a dollar a pound. Now, sometimes, depending upon what you buy, you can buy it for less than a dollar oh, a yeah. pound. Um, but, um, yeah, regardless of what the centerpiece on the table is, it is not only the it is not the only expense on the holiday. They also found uh, uh, that individuals spend $312 over the five-day Thanksgiving period. In 2021, a 10-person Thanksgiving dinner will cost $46.20 per person because oh. everything is more expensive. That might be a little... Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you... Nah. Maybe but does if, that count some some apple juice with that, too? If you... if you, It's $46.20 if you do it Martha Stewart way. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Does that include the dishes? <laughs> Rachel Ray, you can do it for maybe 30 Oh, you got to do paper plates. And then, you know. Dennis, you do it for $13.18. I'm going with that guy from PBS. I, I guarantee. I think. Dennis, where do you land on, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh, cold deviled eggs. No relish. Cold deviled eggs. Love them. Love them. I kind of set records each year as to how many. The boys really love it when I when I eat deviled eggs, but uh, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, they they kind of keep those from me. But uh-huh. there's nothing better. Sam, do you have a favorite Thanksgiving food that must be on your table? I uh, mashed potatoes. I think it's got to be got to be one of the go tos. All right, Dennis, what's the one that you will avoid? What's the one that's on the holiday table? You go not doing it. I will not eat dressing. Okay, all right, I agree. Both of you don't like dressing. I, it's not that I I don't like it. It's just, I yeah, I don't really like it. Here are the 12 <laughs> most hated Thanksgiving meals, uh, Thanksgiving foods. It's, it's not my favorite. 12% of people dislike carrots. Well, I that, like carrots. That means no, my, 78% my, or no, 88% uh, percent mm-hmm. of people. My dad doesn't do. like warm carrots. Like yeah, I'm, I'm a raw carrot guy. Yeah, I, I like them both. I don't like them when they're really, really sweet, though. I don't like really sweet carrots either. And I also don't like them when they're sliced. Leave them in the, if you're going to cook them, leave them in larger chunks. I don't want them in the shape of pennies for whatever reason. I don't like those. I don't know why. Oh. Because that's not natural. They grow, they're longer and they're round. Well, the baby carrots aren't necessarily that natural either, are they? Yeah, they're just miniature versions of the larger. Yeah, I'm fine with those. The larger carrot, they just... But they go in and they slice those and they give them that Uh scalloped edge, that little Uh waffled in, and like, no, No, don't do that. Let's just just have them more straight up. If you need to cook them, okay, but I usually want them with something. It feels like a rant. Like carrots with with mashed potatoes and roast. It sounds like what? 
This is just the first one. <laughs> Number 11, 13, nearly 14% of people dislike corn. Okay. I love corn. I love corn. Okay. Corn pudding? The corn's my, my corn? number two, close corn? to number one. Number 10, almost 15% of people don't like macaroni and cheese. What? Macaroni we and cheese. We don't have macaroni and cheese at uh, our Thanksgiving. Macaroni but. and cheese, well, by the way, if you if you go to anything on Christie's side of the family, there's four kinds of macaroni and cheese wow. at every gathering. Oh, I'm surprised it's, it's that few. I would have thought it'd be more well, than I that. mean, there's only three families. You have four types of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> wow. No, but it's a, it's, it's a staple. Like, it's got to be there. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the last thing to go on my plate. Yeah. It, it's only if I have room do I go, well, sure. I'll have a little macaroni and cheese. I agree. Maybe part of it is because I know that she makes it, but it's going home with us. And like, I'm not going to have that now because I'm going to have that to look at it for a week. I will say there's two macaroni and cheese um, Dishes that Sarah and I both love. Moonlight and Jennifer King's. Fantastic. I think one's a little easier to get than the other. You might be surprised. Mashed potatoes. Mm. Nearly 18% of people say they don't like mashed potatoes. Smack all those people. How dare you? (laughs) Smack every one of them. Uh, 21% of people say they don't like pumpkin pie. I can understand that. 21% of people say they don't like ham. I don't have ham at Thanksgiving. No. See, I'd almost prefer ham to the turkey. You can have ham at Christmas, Sam. (laughs) Sam. (laughs) 22% of people don't like coleslaw. Who wants coleslaw for Thanksgiving? Why would you question? That doesn't seem like. Yeah, I don't really like coleslaw. I. well, I mean, there are a lot, you know, you get to some Thanksgivings, like my mom's Thanksgiving table, there's no telling what you, everything is within okay. bounds, Yeah, but it's not like there's coleslaw instead of something else, uh-huh. it's just there's everything and there could be some slaw, yeah. but it might not be like your coleslaw that you get in styrofoam cup, it could be red cabbage slaw or it could be something else, so yeah, it's I'll, not I'll, necessarily. I'll just have to say no thank you. It's an extra in the film. It's not even a, a supporting actor. It's an addition it's just, to. It's not a sub, substitution for uh-huh. would yes. be my point. I will also tell you that coleslaw is either really good or really bad. There's not any in between. <laughs> There's no middle ground on I've, coleslaw. I've yet to have one that I say is really good. Uh, at number five, 23.4% of people say they don't like stuffing or dressing. You must – maybe someone's doing it wrong. I don't know. It's just – Green bean casserole is yeah. at number four. Yeah. Nearly one in four I people like, don't like green like, bean casserole. Like green bean. Sweet potatoes or yams, I do not like. They're at number three, 25% of people. Potatoes. 28% of people say they don't like turkey. Well, Sam, I think you might be a closeted person here. If you're, I, if you're willing to say, give me the ham instead of the turkey, I yeah. think oh, you're down on the turkey. My entire family is, is I mean, it's fine. I'll eat it, but... Having it once a year is more either. than enough for me. Oh, Sam. I think someone's maybe not doing it correctly. I'm judging in your, you. In your I, life. Uh, if it's dry, it's I, terrible. If this smells half as oh, good no, as my, it looks. My mom makes good turkey. Okay. It's just Does it not explode my on impact of the knife? It's just, you know, I, I almost rather have lunch meat turkey. Uh, well, lunch meat turkey, I have turkey all the time. Turkey's great. But most of the time, it's like in the form of a sandwich. And nearly 30% of people say they don't like cranberry sauce. I'm there. I'm not sure I put it on my plate. I'll eat cranberry chutney, but my dad loves the the can. Like he wants it shaped like the can. <laughs> Won't eat anything fancy. He says, "Give me the cranberry sauce with the can d- indentions in it." That's great. He says, "Just like God intended." So, we got to get to a break. Uh, we'll back. Got more on the way. Hang around. You're on in the know. Did you know quotation marks are the youngest punctuation in the English language? They've only been around for about 300 years. Hmm. I did not know that. So I guess our, you know, the English language and punctuation is, wouldn't have to be the period. I I would would, think so. I would guess so. Everything seems more complex. It, It seems like the period is foundational. To everything else, like look at the question mark, it has a period in it. Look at the exclamation point, it has a period in it. The semicolon, the colon. But it makes me wonder if they fun- if English functioned for that long until 300 years ago, they used quotation marks. 
how did it change when you write something or when you attribute something being said by someone else? Did they have to say, and Dennis said, walk softly on this heart of mine? Or I wish I had a song that was this good. <laughs> I, I would have guessed an exclamation point would have been the, the newest. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. That's interesting. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's I was going to try and play it for you, but uh, having some technological issues over there, Adele has previewed a new song. So, you know, we've been hearing Easy on Me everywhere, especially in that CBS promo. promo. Um, I guess Sunday night is her special on CBS, and then her album is, comes out a week from Friday. So I've not counted the number of sleeps yet, but by the time we get to Friday, I'll have the number of sleeps figured out. Okay. But... Her song called Hold On is in Amazon's new Christmas ad. Oh, okay. So you'll be seeing it various places. But uh, her song Hold On is, um, it says, part of the line says, let time, let time be patient, let pain be gracious, just hold on, just hold on, I will survive. So she says, and then the screen says, kindness, the greatest gift. So encouraging people to be kind, hold okay. on, persevere, make it through. I guess in the pre, uh, you know, if that doesn't work, she moves to I drink wine, right? Yeah, I think that was one of those. And then uh, one of them was OMG, and it's <laughs> not OMG, it's all spelled out. And I was like, if that's not a worship song, I think we're going to have to object. Yeah, that's weird. Travis Scott will provide full refunds to all Astroworld attendees, cancels upcoming appearances, has uh, committed to covering funeral expenses for those that lost their lives. Wow. Um, I would imagine if you're going to do that, probably you're, if you have the resources, you're probably going to try and cover the hospitalization and medical treatment for the, those that got injured. But this thing's going to end poorly for live nations going to end poorly for Travis Scott, especially because, and I just touched on it briefly yesterday that he has a history for trying to incite chaos and encourage people to violate security measures and so you took it just to your reputation ramped up to this type of thing and people acted foolishly and um, you're in a crowd of 50,000 people and some of them got trampled and died. This is going to end poorly mm-hmm. for uh, people that were involved in this. Already has the lawsuit coming at least uh, one, yeah, if not happened many, many yeah. more. happened almost immediately. And you can tell they're saying some of the right things that they want to help and they want to participate. Uh-huh. But every hour, it seems like somebody else comes out and says, so the Houston police chief says, we told you before the show that your security wasn't up to, like, we we addressed this and said your security plan wasn't valid. And so um, it's going to be rough for them. Uh, Also, I thought it odd that a crew member who was shutting down the set of Rust, where they had that tragic shooting a few weeks ago, was bit by a poisonous spider while shutting down the set and may lose his arm. Oh, my goodness. Just cancel the movie or the show. I don't like spiders. Yeah. Uh, State Farm cuts down on the number of Aaron Rodgers commercials. I will give State Farm some credit. They're going to, rather than removing him, they're going to let the market decide. They're going to let people who buy insurance policies decide if his affiliation with State Farm is a better business move for them than than not. If there are more people that say, hey, I don't want to buy insurance from you because uh, you've got that Aaron Rodgers as your spokesperson. We just need more Jake from State Farm. That's what we're going to end up with. But it's in our business, friends, it's called a copy change. So what's going – so all – to, to uh, networks and affiliates all over the United States, here's what's happening today. The advertising agency that controls State Farm's national buys is sending traffic instructions to television stations, and they are saying, make a rotation change and run Patrick Mahomes nine times and then run Aaron Rodgers one time. So they're not removing him, but they are sort of giving him a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. while some of this blows over, and like that's probably the good move. And then this struck me as odd. They're going to remake Wicked. And there is a petition started to keep James Corden out of the movie, and thousands have already signed. I would hope this is some level of humorous attempt. Like that I like he's a James good, Corden. I like James Corden as well. But, you know, it does appear to me that I, I like what he does. I love Carpool Karaoke. He's been in some bad movies. He has, but it does seem to me as if 
everything James Corden does, he seems to be acting. You know, like it seems like he's playing a character in everything. He's a lovable character, but it seems like a character rather than a real person. Do you see what I'm saying? Like everything seems to be. Yeah. I, so I would sign it. But I would hate. I just hate the fact that they're doing that. Yeah, I've never I, heard of that before. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sign it. Put James I'll Corden in Wicked. Make, oh, make him, no. make him the whiz. I don't care. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the live in any TV character's home, which would it be? If you could oh, live wow. in any Ooh. TV character's home, which would it be? I struggled, but I landed on, I have two answers. One, in the television show Billions, Bobby Axelrod is like the Warren Buffett. He's a financial whiz and extremely wealthy. He has multiple homes like uh, on Long Island and beach homes and these big, but he also got, say, penthouse apartments in Manhattan. And I think, uh-huh. well, that might be fun. But then turn that over, and the premiere of Yellowstone came out on Sunday. To be to live in John Dutton's house on the Yellowstone Ranch would be awesome. I don't know if I'd want to live there all the time, but it would be a neat place to retreat to. So those two things that came Good. to mind immediately for me. Can it be a movie? It says TV characters home, so I mean, that's, I, so I started like going. The, I started the Incredibles moving. house, like when they move into the new in the newer movie, the really nice fancy one. Gotcha. Um, I even thought. See, I started thinking. I love that old Southern style house, like in Forrest Gump, like uh-huh. Mama's house. Like uh-huh. if you have that in that yeah. location, what, but that's a movie. So I said, let's get back on the television. What side. about Michael Scott's condo with a little TV? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. That, if that's a place you'd like to live, that's perfectly inbounds. I'm going to go with Richie Rich. I wondered. I thought of Richie Rich too, and then I thought, well, I really just want more of his furnishings, like Iona, and then the fancy toaster and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. So I would say you get whatever you want. In, in Dexter, he has his condo right by, right on the water, uh-huh. and it's really nice. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, in the movie uh, Firefly Lane. They have a house in Seattle that sits right on the sound there that is really pretty. So I, you can, those were just a few that came to mind immediately. Yeah, good. You can hear the storm siren. Well, you might not be able to hear it, but we can hear the storm siren in the background. So doing the uh, monthly tornado drill right now, uh, you might notice that the sky is beautiful and the sun is shining. So it is just a drill. Wonderful. Not an actual event. On television tonight. The live top 20 eliminations on NBC on The Voice, the season six finale of Supergirl on The CW. HBO has Dear Ryder, and the History Channel has a series premiere called Great Escapes with Morgan Freeman. Four men conspire to break out of Alcatraz, one of the most notorious prisons in American history. And if you do your American history, you'll know that there's a Grayson County connection to an escape from Alcatraz. I don't have time to teach you the uh, virtues of that today, but you can Google it. Uh-huh. Dennis, are you aware of that? No. Do you know the Caneyville connection? I remember you, you mentioning that once. The Amblin uh-huh. brothers and the... You no. Know. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1938, Nazis looted and burned synagogues as well as Jewish-owned stores and houses in Germany and Austria in a uh, deliberate persecution that became known as Kristallnacht. Um, in 1620, the passengers and crew of the Mayflower sighted Cape Cod. They said, I like their architecture. Hmm? I think so. Um, <laughs> birthdays today. Baseball Hall of Famer Whitey Herzog is 90. Wow. I thought that was when I read that. I was like, I didn't realize Whitey Herzog is still with still us. Still around. Good yeah. for him. Lou Ferrigno is 70, the original Incredible Hulk. And Doug Heffernan, Heffernan's next-door neighbor. Yep, who actually plays himself. That's yes. the brilliant part. Yes. He just plays himself on the show. His son, Lou Ferrigno Jr., is one of the stars of the show SWAT on really? CBS. Yep, sure is. Salt uh, Peppa from Salt and Peppa is 57 today. St. Peppa's and Peppa Pig. No, not Peppa. <laughs> not Peppa Pig. Uh, gone but not forgotten. Spiro Agnew in 1918. Carl Sagan in 1934. 
Bob Gibson in 1935, Tom Fogarty in 1961, John Fogarty's brother, mm-hmm. also in CCR. Let's see if we can get a chart topper or two running behind. 1968, Bobby Darren, number one, with Mac the Knife. Dennis, is it your favorite Bobby Darren song from 1959? Yeah, it has to be, really. I know of no others. It goes without saying, wouldn't it? Have you heard about the Rob Thomas news we talked about yesterday, too, Dennis? No, I have not. Um, you lie. <laughs> you went out and bought every Matchbox 20 album you could find yesterday. Oh, no, but there was a CD company back in the day that took a lot of my money with Matchbox 20 when I was in high school. <clears throat> His there. newest album. Dennis, you really don't know this? No, I'm sorry. I didn't get to watch. Wow. Rob Thomas announced yesterday, who, by the way, who looks all grown up, finally. I don't know if it was picturing uh, He says his new album was inspired by Hallmark Christmas movies, to which led me to the conclusion that <laughs> you and Sarah went out and bought every Matchbox 20 CD you could find <laughs> yesterday. I just assumed that he was going to have a single on your new album that was coming out, and that's why it was delayed. Uh, it was a collaboration. <laughs> Dennis Cook with Rob Thomas. Bonus track, track 13. Got to flip it over to get it? (laughs) It's a silent track. Hey, pipe down, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Boogie Nights, Heat Wave, number one in 1977. (laughs) I'd listen to it. I would listen to it. (laughs) That'd be the only one you'd listen to, Sam. (laughs) I'd want all of them. Like, bring it. Make it the new theme song of the show. (laughs) 1986, Boston was number one with Amanda. You need to find a guest co-host named Amanda so you can play this as an intro song. Oh, let me guess. She can have Tuesdays. (laughs) Yeah, in my seat, right? (laughs) MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Dennis, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks for letting me share about good, church good and the CD you. and the whole thing. I can't wait to hear Joyful Thank next you. week. I mean, truth be told, I've heard it, but I can't wait for everyone. To you hear haven't it heard next the Rob week. Thomas track though. That's right. I'm waiting on the. <laughs> I'm waiting for that, tra- that track track to drop. When will me that too. track be dropping? MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. If you want to see a rainbow, you first need to put up with some rain. If you want to see a rainbow, you first have to put up with some rain. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Dennis Cook, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.